Warning. This podcast contains strong language, sexual content, and poorly executed impressions. Listener discretion is advised. We should honor their Alexa work. King. That's All her right. name. Sorry. No, it's not. No? Alexa Knight. Uh, that says Angela. Angela. Knight. I'm oh reading it upside down. <laughs> right. I am reading it upside down from six feet away, and you fucked it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny when you do a podcast where you read books and then you forget how to read. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Secondhand Sex. Uh, today's episode is the book called Jane's Warlord, colon, Lumped for Your Pleasure. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. I'm Laura. <laughs> and uh, I guess a brief explanation about what lumped for their pleasure mm, means. Uh, do we really do? I guess we should explain it. Yeah. I so- kind of want to make people very confused, but all right, fine. All right. Um, so the cover of this book, Jane's <laughs> Warlord, uh, is... A, a bicep of a man. Yep. But that's all it is. It's just mm-hmm. a bicep. So that's, we showed yeah. it to our producer and he thought it was a penis. Yep. But it's a very <laughs> like a, muscly a bicep. Very lumpy penis. So it's just a very lumpy penis. It's lumped for her pleasure. It's lumped for your pleasure. <laughs> and apparently that was very disturbing to other people that uh, we thought it was really funny. Oh, but great. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I believe this book was loaned to us by one of your coworkers, correct? Yeah, I was talking about my podcast and she was like, oh, I have a perfect book for you. My friends and I are reading it and we make fun of it all the time. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. And so I got it and I did not expect. I mean, I honestly, this. part of me kind of loves this book. It yeah. is, it's obscure and it's strange. Mm-hmm. And clearly the author put a lot of work into like coming up with the universe that this book exists yeah. in. And it's so I complex. really appreciate that. But it's also really weird, and I'm really excited to talk about it. So why don't you take it away with chapter one? All right. So let's set the scene here. (laughs) Um, All right. Chapter one, we are introduced to three players. Their (laughs) names are Baron Arvid, Rika, and the Enforcer. (laughs) The Enforcer. So let's go into, like, who these these people are. Please do. So Baron Arvid is, is, like, the male lead in all of this. Is he the warlord? He is Jane's warlord. Oh. Name the um, book. Roll credits. Name the book. Um, he's a genetically engineered human, alien, maybe humanoid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Considering what happens later in this book, I would hope he has human parts because otherwise, I'm going to be very confused. It's pretty lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that explains everything. It probably is his penis on the front cover. Probably. It, okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> all right. So he's genetically engineered to be five times stronger than any human and is practically unbreakable. He also has a NeuroWeb combat computer woven into his brain, giving him access to a vast data bank of information. I'm sorry. I zoned out thinking about whether all of him has been, like, engineered. Yes. All of him. Ooh. All right. Carry on. Um, so the next player, Frika, is a Timberwolf. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> he, he's a genetically engineered Timberwolf. It's like my he, he, this character is my favorite part of the book because yeah. he's just this like <laughs> he's a wolf sidekick who has a special collar so that you can like understand him <laughs> just like Doug from Up. It's great. It's so I love he's him. So sassy. I love it. Um, and then the Enforcer, mm-hmm. who we will also talk about much later in the podcast. So <laughs> keep 
keep this person in mind. Um, he's a <laughs> black and blue looking motherfucker alien. What? So he's like the Kree from Marvel? Yeah, he's basically oh. he's basically the Kree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. All right. This is just I'm just <laughs> a random to... Marvel reference. Well, that's what I'm visualizing in my head. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, that's literally what he's like. The guys from Shield this season, yeah. which is crazy. Um, <laughs> and he works for in Temporal Enforcement, which is like the time travel police. Sure. So yep. So that's the players right now. All right. Um, they all have uh, um, translators, so they're speaking English because they're on Earth, um, and they're looking for the jump killer. That's a terrible name. I know. It's awful. Oh, my God. Um, his real name is Druis, <laughs> which is really hard to say. <laughs> um, I'm still stuck on jump killer. Jump like, killer. Okay, I get it. He's a time-traveling murderer. Yep. Like, I don't know. What, was space murderer taken? Or... <laughs> He's jump killer. I, okay, I'm just I'm really hung up on it, but carry on. <laughs> and uh, he is apparently going to kill Jane Colby, the ingenue of the whole thing. So their orders are to stop him from doing that. And in order to stop them, they need to like short out his time travel suit with a special ring. <laughs> This is a lot to throw into chapter one. This isn't even half a chapter one. Good God. And the enforcer gives them their instructions for the mission and leaves them. Um, So they time travel to Jane's lawn and Baron and the wolf pick her lock and break in her house and wait for her to come back. So they have all kinds of like space and time travel shit, but they still have to like pick her front door. (laughs) It's impolite to jump into someone's house. I understand that. But I'm saying like they had to literally pick the lock. They don't have something that just like... It's like like how the the sonic screwdriver does doesn't do wood. Yep. Like, that's a fun Doctor Who reference for you. It doesn't do it wood. It doesn't do wood. Which on this podcast sounds a lot dirtier than it actually is. Everything sounds dirtier when it's on this podcast. I know, I'm ruined. Um, okay, so jumping over to Jane Colby, she is a publisher at a newspaper, the Tyanita Tribune, which is where she lives in Georgia. Um, and she took over when her dad died, um, and she's at the scene of a murder for an assignment. Um, and she meets the detective, Tom Reynolds, at the house, and he's like throwing up into the bushes Jesus. because the murder is that bad. Basically, he's like, I can't talk about it now. I'll talk about it later. And like, then- <laughs> okay, I, know th- I know this isn't funny, but it reminds me of my favorite scene from the movie Tommy boy where he's like in the guy's office it's like oh here comes the meat wagon Keep going. <laughs> the new guy's in the corner puking his guts out <laughs> medical examiner's like oh my god <laughs> okay sorry that was a really random digression but it's, go ahead. it's basically that and all he can tell her is that the woman is blonde and that is all he can see oh jesus yeah and that's that's it Really, so, really starting off this book on a romantic note, aren't we? Sure are. Mm. Murders, time travel, Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he a Timberwolf? I don't know. Is it's so there, specific. Is there, are there timber forests in space? I don't know. Why is he specifically a timber wolf? I'm getting too far in the weeds You're on getting this. Getting too far in. Sorry. Um. So Baron and Frika, which is the Time Lord and the Wolf. Um. <laughs> they say Time Lord. He said Time Lord. <laughs> So we're talking about no, I'll stick with it. Yeah, just you know what? Yeah, fuck it. We're just gonna call fuck him the Time Lord. Jane's Time Lord. <laughs> um, they're searching through Jane's house looking for evidence that the jump killer has been there. <laughs> jump killer, jump killer in the house. Um, and there's nothing there. Jump killer hasn't been there yet. <laughs> the jump killer is now spelled jump and then K I L L A. Yeah, obviously. Um, so uh, Baron's all like 
fucked off. You tease your word. <gasps> oh my god! Because he is. You're coming around. I am. I kind of like it. Um, because he was in the middle of a war, and then he was pulled out of that to go on this mission. That's um, weird. so he needs to hear some background. Are you ready? Oh, Jesus, I have. I just feel like this is going to be so much background that I don't care about. Yeah, but I'm going to do it anyways because the author put in a lot of time. All right. Yeah. I'm going to honor that. We should honor their Alexa work. King. That's All her right. name. So. No, it's not. No. Alexa Knight. Ah, uh, that says Angela. Angela. Knight. I'm oh reading it upside down. <laughs> right. I am reading it upside down from six feet away, and you fucked it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny when you do a podcast where you read books and then you forget how to read. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh. All right. So here is Baron's backstory. Um, He needs to kill General Jutka because it would leave the Zeron force in disarray and save thousands of Vardanese soldiers. None of that makes sense. They just threw a whole lot of like planets and races yeah. at us that we are probably never going to hear about no. again. Basically, all we need to know is that he was pulled out of a war Kay. to go do this. Sure. Um, and all he wants to do is kill this bad guy general. Okay. It's like all he wants to do. All right. That's all we need to know. Um, okay. So, yeah, he asked the time travel police if he could like do the mission after he kills them. And they were like, no, you have to do it now. And he's like, all right. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And basically, the time travel police knew that he had to be the one to go on the mission because they saw like a picture or video of him from the 21st century. And they're like, oh, that must be why he's there. We must have sent him back. Okay. You know, time travel. Time travel's weird. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) back to present day. Frika found Jane's cat hiding under the bed, <laughs> and Baron has to convince him not to eat her pet. <laughs> and I think I'm going to read a little bit, because it's really oh, funny. Oh, please do. Um, okay, so what what voices do you need for this one? Or what characters are in this scene? Uh, it's uh, Frika and Baron. Okay. Uh, I want <laughs> I want the dog wolf thing to uh, be like a... a timber wolf. Oh, I'm sorry. Thing? Whatever. I doubt he's a timber wolf, okay? Timber wolves it says. It live says in Canada, and this thing is clearly from space, and I just, like, no. Maybe it's, it's no. like Maybe it's like Rocket. From Guardians of the Galaxy. No. It's a trash panda. <laughs> trash panda. It's so much it's so worse. Much worse. <laughs> okay. So anyway, whatever our furry sidekick is, I would like him to be uh, like kind of a cockney, don't give a shit, Ricky Gervais type. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Hey, I don't really care. Yeah, whatever. exactly. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Baron, let's... <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this. Probably because we were singing it earlier. Um, I want it to be like the voiceover from Love Shack. Yes. (laughs) Hello, my name is Baron. (laughs) I love it. Bring your jukebox money. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Baron, it's under the bed. The wolf called from upstairs. I see its eyes glowing. Whatever. Leave it alone, freaka. He turns the coil off with a snap of his wrist. I don't know what the coil is. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm hungry. <laughs> a snarling feline yowl rose. Can you give me a feline sound? <laughs> that was like a Muppet cat. I don't know what I just did. It was, it's like whenever Mel Brooks does a cat voice. Meow. <laughs> 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 um, I'm, um, I'm a good actor. And do you hear the way it's talking to me? <laughs> Eating the target's cat will not create the first impression we want. <laughs> Just one bite. No. <laughs> this is going to be difficult enough without your snacking on her furry friend. 
<laughs> I feel like laughing. you're getting farther away from it, but I like it. <laughs> uh, how could anybody be friends with a cat? I don't know. That's, that, that's a, a good question. question. Well, for one thing, Baron said, walking into the living room, it's soft, it purrs, and unlike someone I could name, it doesn't mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the genetic engineering that gave Frika sentience and the computer implant that made him a four-legged library, Baron's partner still had a Timberwolf's personality and instincts. Uh, though useful in combat, those characteristics could be maddening the rest of the time. Eh, just a nibble. <laughs> no! <laughs> Deciding not to trust Frika's questionable self-control, Baron bounded up the stairs. It seemed <laughs> Imagine him, like, just like jaunting up them. <laughs> it seemed to be his week for saving uh, it seemed to be his week for saving Earth's residents from pre- predatory time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> it, just a nibble. Just a nibble. Like how <laughs> can anyone be friends with a cat? <laughs> it got away from Ricky Gervais, but I kinda liked it. I liked that it voice. though. I liked that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was fun. So uh chapter two. Baron is snooping around Jane's room and finds a negligee on her bed. Why she just left it there, I don't know. Like, Who doesn't just lay out their negligee? I always lay out my best lingerie just in case anyone, <laughs> like, just in case any stalkers break into just my home. in case home. a time-traveling warlord comes yeah. through. <laughs> no, that's not true. Half of my closet is on my floor. Mm, yep. It's clean. Yeah, it's just, sometimes. It's, it's the horizontal closet. Anyway. <laughs> it's easier to pick out in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, so he finds so he finds this negligee and uh, like any normal person who's stalking someone, he like picks it up and smells it and <laughs> just gets really aroused and starts having all these dirty thoughts about someone he doesn't know and how much he wants to fuck her and yeah. it's a whole thing. Um but apparently he's still getting over someone that he lost a while back, um whose name <laughs> I don't know Say how it. this is supposed to be pronounced, but it's spelled uh, it's spelled like Lisa but with two eyes. So I'm not Lisa. sure if it's Lisa or Lisa. <laughs> I think it's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> is it because I have to like sit up to say it? Yeah, you like, rise up a little bit. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Sound like the aliens from Toy Story. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Lisa was maybe killed in front of him. We're not really sure. But, you know, that doesn't stop him from fantasizing and sniffing somebody else's underwear. Yep. Uh, he also finds a romance novel on her bed and reads some of it, and it, which is just so <laughs> meta that I can't. <laughs> yeah. And it's there's a romance like, novel within a romance and novel. And he reads it out loud. So there's like lines from this romance oh, novel my gosh. in the romance novel. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm dead. Uh, so we get back to Jane's side of things. She's spooked from the day's events, you know, seeing the crime scene of this grisly murder. Uh, she goes into her house and listens to the police scanner because, you know, every normal person has yeah. a police scanner. Um, nothing much is happening in her small town. Uh, it sounds like she moved back to this town um, from Atlanta after her father died. Oh, and by the way, her cat's name is Octopussy. So there's that. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we got that detail in. <laughs> Um, it's like she was trying to do a fun cat pun. Yeah. But it didn't really I, Octopussy work. is a little on the nose for me. Like, does the it, cat also have eight legs? Maybe. That'd I would name cool. a cat, if I wasn't allergic, I would name it Cat Stevens. Nice. That's what I would do. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I always like that. Yeah. I had, well, actually, my, my aunt and uncle had a cat named Catmandu. <laughs> <laughs> that would work with Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so a little little bit more on Jane. Um, She's... 
really all we know about her at this point is that she's single and married to her job. And so I guess she's Catherine Heigl in, in every, every movie, movie ever. ever. <laughs> um, she goes into her room and Baron is just sitting there in a chair waiting for her. Like, I really hope that he's like in a chair that is not actually a spinny chair. And he like has to like scoot it to turn it around. And he's like petting Octopussy. And it's just like, I've been expecting you. <laughs> It's just so awkward. Yes, the like, whole thing is very awkward. Scoot it all yeah, just like scoot it all the way around. Frika's off in the corner, actually scooting on the carpet because he's never been in a house before. He no doesn't one's know. Trained the timber no home. one trained him not to scoot on the carpet. Um. So, so she walks in. Yeah, this random stranger is in her house. She screams and like demands to know who he is and why he's there. Which, yeah, that's a reasonable mm-hmm. thing to ask. So he tells her that he's here to protect her from somebody who wants to kill her. And apparently DJ Jumpkiller also <laughs> killed the blonde woman from earlier. Uh, she tells him to get out and he refuses. And he tells her that his superiors have ordered him to protect her. Uh, which, I mean, oh, whatever. So like, would we say that he's her warlord? <laughs> I mean, that's not really what the word warlord means. <laughs> Although in this book, apparently in it does. In this book, it does. That, I don't that know. That word choice is kind of confusing to yeah. me. But I, I'll go with it. All right. Chapter three, <laughs> Jane and Baron fights and he threatens to put her in restraints. Um, well, at the same time, Ooh. she threatens to call the cops. It's like, I'll put you in restraints. I'll call the cops. <laughs> Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. No, you can do both. Um, Jane and Baron fights and he, nope, I just read that. <laughs> My God, we're failing. Why is everything so hard? So bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm so, so sorry for that word choice. I didn't hard. mean it. All right. So they eventually they stop the struggle. Um, and he claims to be FBI, and he fills her in on Jump Killer, who he says is a serial killer. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not he wrong. So, um, Jane then goes to her vanity while keeping him talking. She's like, uh-huh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> digging through her vanity. Um, and she grabs a bottle of perfume, uncaps it, and just throws it in Baron's eyes. That's kind of a badass move. Yeah. I like that. I love it. Um, she makes a run for the front door, but the Timberwolf tackles her and threatens to eat her cat if she moves. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to handle in that moment like not only did you just get attacked by a wolf in your yep. own house but now it's talking to you <laughs> and threatening your cat I'm like holy shit that's a lot to unpack hold on <laughs> she is totally weirded out and yeah. she realizes the voice is um coming from a collar around the wolf's neck just exactly like, like from up, up. <laughs> i was hiding under your couch because i wanted to eat your cat the joke is funny because the squirrel is dead. <laughs> After an oddly sensual pat down to make sure she has no weapons. Is there any other kind? Just like, I'll check a while. I'm I always doing have to like, like an oddly sensual <laughs> hand motion. You are. And yeah. no one can, no see, can it. see it. I always like, <laughs> every time I go through TSA, I always have to like really watch myself because clearly I have no filter. And so I have to try really hard to <laughs> mm. not make jokes when I get patted down. Like, yeah. <laughs> just because I don't, I don't want to get that in trouble. That wouldn't go over well. No, it wouldn't go over well. <laughs> Baron then puts her in these weird futuristic handcuffs, um, and she figures out pretty quickly that they are from the future, possibly aliens, and Baron confirms that. He's like, oh, she she right. accepted all that pretty quickly. Yeah, she's like, like hey, oh, are you guys aliens from, from the, future? the future? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Dope. <laughs> cool. <And> so... <laughs> and then the wolf lets Jane know that they intend to use her as bait to capture the killer, and she's like, all right. Weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like she learned and then accepted all this very quickly. Yeah. Um, so going into chapter four, Jane asks the other two if they know how all this is going to end, you know, because they're from the future, which is a reasonable question yeah. to ask. And they're basically like, no, because, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what they say. We're just going to keep. Words. I mean, this. Okay. 
this whole book is like a fucking Doctor Who episode. Yeah. So we're just going to keep treating it just like it is. Keep going. So we find out that they're from 300 years in the future. And Frika basically has a USB drive in his head and he can project images. Like, <laughs> what I can't figure out is, like, where is the lens? I just have, thing a, I just have a feeling of, like, he, like, opens he, his yeah, mouth. Yeah, does he open his mouth and <laughs> yeah. it's like a, like a hologram? I don't know. I have a lot of questions yeah, about the technology. Yeah, I feeling he opens his mouth and out comes a hologram. That is like. hilarious and <laughs> one of the many reasons why I really wish this book was a movie. I would watch that. I would totally watch this movie. They use this technology to show Jane images of the jump killer. And like this whole time, the wolf is just kind of like the blocker of it all. Like he's here to break the weird like sexual tension that goes on between the other two. I love it. And I feel like we both relate to him <laughs> on a very deep level. Like, sometimes to prevent monkey business, one must create monkey business. The blocker. The blocker. Uh, so the, they, yeah, they show her who what the jump killer looks like. And he's just fucking terrifying yeah like, he has like silver rings coming out the top of his head like a mohawk of piercings of some kind and red eyes with slits for pupils which when i read that <laughs> it just sounds like punk voldemort <laughs> so in my head that's what it is voldemort had like a punk rock band <laughs> he probably did he probably did in his younger days yeah that's what the death eaters originally were not a yeah. lot of people know this but it was the death like, eaters were originally a band it was like dark lord and the death eaters yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they started, you know, all their other racist shit, sure. or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so Punk Voldemort is from this planet called Zare, um, a planet that Baron's people are at war with right now. And on this planet, um, the, the people who live there, like, subscribe to watch the jump killer kill people, which is just really fucked up yeah. i don't even want to unpack that right now <laughs> um so the the time the time travel police have no idea how he was able to travel back in time but he started kind of going back and forth and stealing things like some of da vinci's paintings and one of shakespeare's first folios oh that's where that that's went. where it went all right that makes sense i like that they're using this to fill like history plot yeah. holes that's kind of fun it's clever and during one of his adventures he ended up killing a woman and he used this computer implant in his head to record it, and that's how he got his fan base. Uh, so now he jumps around in time, committing murder, committing murders that have famously gone unsolved. I mean, that's kind of clever. It like, kind of is, as far as like maybe a book, he's the Zodiac killer. I mean, he could be. We hey. don't know. We don't know. And I think that's yeah. kind of like an interesting, like it's definitely line. an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like it. Why it was turned into a romance novel, I'm not really sure, but I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah. I'd watch an HBO show about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're just sort of watching this, like, movie, for, which, again, is coming from the mouth of a wolf. I mean, I'm assuming. They don't say. <laughs> well, how else would it? Anyway, you know, know what? All right. We're not going to we're not going to get too far down the rabbit hole on that one. Um, and so they he's yeah, he's projecting scenes of all these things that the jump killer has done. And then there's a scene from Victorian times of a woman being murdered, which means, yep, y'all guessed it. We just solved the mystery of Jack the Ripper. We did it. It was a time traveling alien. <laughs> we did it. Suck on that, Doctor Who. Suck on that, everybody. We like, solved it. It just, I, oh, man. You know, this, this took I, a turn. I always like the theory of like the female Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But this works. This is a close second. <laughs> it's a time traveling like alien. Of course it didn't yeah, solve well, it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so after like a minor freak out about finding out that Jack the Ripper is after her and running upstairs to vomit. Uh, Jane comes back to Baron and Frika and tells them that, you know, she's on board with this plan and she'll help them stop this guy. In order to do that, she wants to study his other his other murders and she goes into just full reporter mode and she's like, yes, let's do this. Let's figure it out. I kind of like her at this point. Yeah, I think she's a she's a good ingenue. Like yeah. she's she's got spunk, kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there was no reason for you to add kid to the end of that sentence, but you did it anyway. And, oh, just let's let's do the next couple chapters. All right, shall let's we? go with chapter five and six. Ooh, ooh! Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> so Jane finished watch finishes watching the mutilation of Jack the Ripper's last victim, Mary Kelly. History lesson for y'all. I never knew what her name was. Her name is Mary I Kelly. Something. She was a prostitute. She was viciously murdered. I mean, I knew all the rest. <laughs> of, I said I didn't know her name. All right. Fuck me. Oh, God. So after Druis finishes, he looks in the mirror at Mary Kelly's place and he talks to the viewers in his own language and he's like, wait until I get to Tyanita, which is Oh, which is the town where they are right are now. Right now. Oh. So he goes straight from jack the ripper to this place so he's just like oh shit things are just gonna get worse Ugh. um okay so jane asks why um like the gang didn't go back to victorian times to stop the murder mm-hmm. and they were like ah wibbly wobbly <laughs> <laughs> just all comes back yeah, to david Tennant. it's the whole like there's set moments in history you can't mess with okay um except baron did that speech which i just did in two sentences <laughs> in like a full page monologue using an afghan as a metaphor what like a blanket yeah <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? No. Unless it's unless it is the science teacher from Stranger Things <laughs> explaining like space time using a paper plate, I'm not interested <laughs> in this discussion. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Here's your grandma's. How blanket. did you use a blanket to I wow. don't know, something about the threads and I don't know. Oh Jesus. Um then Freaka goes on to describe why he's why Baron's so well fit to protect Jane and warlords are genetically enhanced planet protectors and he's programmed to defend um and so he's instinctively perfect protective and he'll literally die to protect you because he's a warlord so, <laughs> don't you know there's a war on there's a war on how there have we not said on. that yet there is a war on there's a war on see don't you know he's like don't send me on this mission don't you know there's a war on they need <laughs> my help down there all of our time travel suits are used for the war <laughs> Oh, made myself laugh. Oh. After that, freaking get sassy, and I'm going to read another little Oh, section. my God. There's <laughs> so, so much funny. wolf sass. Oh, God. All right. Oh, wait. We need a voice for Jane. Oh, we do. Yeah. Um, I want her to be... <laughs> this is kind of a weird, random one, but uh, we were talking about your... Um, your impression of Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it's spot on. It's, it's not, but it's really funny. Yes, sir. <laughs> the lambs, they're screaming, lambs sir. Lambs are screaming, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. I think I, we were talking about this earlier today. So I think I think that's what you should do. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what are we going to do, sir? Just wait for him to show up and kill me? Baron's ringed hand came to rest on her shoulder, radiating strength and warmth. Startled, she looked up. He's not going to kill you, Jane. His eyes were so dark, so rich, like pools of dark chocolate. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, all right. At the risk of interrupting your mating ritual, <laughs> Freaka said, it's been 300 years since I had anything to drink. I have three choices. I can go outside, <laughs> look for a stream. I could drink out of the nearest toilet or... <laughs> All right, I'll get you something, Jane said, <laughs> turning away from Baron, fighting the niggle of regret. He had... What? What is... What was niggle? that word? N-I-G-G-L-E. Is that a word? I don't know, but I don't like it. We should look that up and figure out if that's a word. Fighting the N-I-G-G-L-E of regret as his comforting hold dropped away. Yeah, all right. Food would be good, too. 
Frika added. Though I suppose I could hunt for myself if you don't mind losing a cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really fixated on this cat. She eyed him. Octopusy is not wolf chow furball. I'm sure there's something in the freezer. Eh, whatever. Don't put yourself out. Raising his voice, he called, eh, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> it's really good. I'm really glad that I picked that voice. It's a really good one. <laughs> all, uh, all right already. Jane stalked towards the kitchen. What the hell was she going to feed him? She didn't have any dog food, even assuming he'd lower himself to eat it. And then he, she makes a mistake, but... <laughs> eh, all right. I was, yeah, I was going to say, do you have any meat? A.K.A. A.K.A. <laughs> Yeah, not really. Did don't you really find out what niggle meant? Yeah, it means like it. It means like a slight but persistent annoyance. Oh, okay. which is, which is I suppose correct, but a word I have never encountered before, yeah. and it sounds weird. So after the wolf sass, um, okay, so she goes upstairs and gets ready for bed, and Baron follows her, and <laughs> it's a little presumptuous, dude. Right? Don't just like follow me up to my bedroom. Dare you? <laughs> Damn it, I've still got vampire diaries stuck in my head. Like, I will never be able to escape that. That whole bit on the show where it's like where Damon's like, no, Elena, I will not go to your bedroom with you. <laughs> it's so funny. No, Baron, you cannot come into my bedroom. Uh, that's basically what she tells him. Um and he's like, Well, I have to go everywhere with you because the jump killer might be anywhere. Jump killer. Um and she's like, I'm not happy about this, but okay, but Turn away so I can change. He's like, nope, can't do that. What? So then she like does this really annoyed strip tease. Like she's just like <laughs> this one, turtle oh facing, like just t- staring him down, just going. Another reason why I really want this to be a movie. Cause I just, yeah. I want to watch somebody do a strip tease while being really annoyed about it. <laughs> I want to see that scene. Like, oh, Ugh. fine. God. Here comes my bra. There you just go. Whip it off. <laughs> Throw socks at him. <laughs> um, and then he gets back at her later by doing the same thing. So <laughs> what? Oh my god, these people uh, are weird. Hot people, am I right? Hot people are the worst. Um, and then <laughs> that night, Jane has a dream about her childhood, and we get some backstory. Apparently, her dad was a real piece of work and was just abusive piece of shit. Oh boy. Um, and her mom left the family because her dad refused to let her take Jane, and no one heard from her mom again. So Jane's always thought maybe my dad killed her. Jesus. Um, yeah. But she didn't get any answers because her dad eventually had a stroke and died. So, and why are they telling us this? It really doesn't. The only like doesn't doesn't really come up again besides her like you know kind of telling off Baron like I had to live with an abusive piece of shit. Don't be mean to me. And then she'll then she also like use like she has her dad's gun, and that's oh. like the only like hmm. really reference to it again. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just an interesting thing to bring up yeah, like why really are we bringing up it. past trauma that's not really part of yeah it has nothing to do huh. with anything ever again but let's play a game all right all right so we're gonna play one of our favorite games that we like to call casting couch yep i just said grames and i don't know what happened there <laughs> one of my favorite grames <laughs> <laughs> we're about to play one of my one of my favorite grames it's called casting couch <laughs> couch <laughs> um, it just this book should be a movie it or a really, tv show yeah, it really should so uh, we're gonna cast it so we did Jane Baron, Druis, the villain, and the voice for Afrika. Mm-hmm. So who do you have for Jane? I went with Haley Atwell because I fucking love her. Ooh, right? I like it. Yeah. Agent so Carter. For any, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know that name off the top of your head, she plays Peggy Carter in Agent Carter and in Captain America. I love it. And she's just so great. And I think she could bring the sass in this. Yeah. I also went kind of based off the sass and I did Kristen Ritter. 
Oh yeah, she'd yeah, be really like good Dusty too. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I dig it. She's yeah. so badass. I love her. God, I love her. Sweet. <laughs> um, who do you who do you have for Baron? I did Idris Elba. Nice. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm kind of going on like a Marvel theme. It was unintentional until I finished casting it. And I was okay. like, oh, shit, they're all Marvel. But everybody's in Marvel. So it's yeah, it's true. They're running out of people. But yeah, but I'm picturing because like in the book, they talk about like, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. In the book, they they talk about like, he has kind of like braided, kind of like dreadlocky kind oh, of okay. hair. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was picturing him as like Heimdall. From, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, very Thor. cool. Yeah. Nice. I like mm. that. I picked I picked John Boyega for oh hey for Baron yeah yeah I just really <laughs> like John Boyega and I want him to be in more things <laughs> I so. agree and he's he's really good at like action but slightly vulnerable yeah stuff all right who do you have for the voice of the wolf <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite because <laughs> when you, when we said we were gonna do this game I immediately like this was the first thing yeah. that popped into my head. I, I want the voice of the wolf to be Zach Galifianakis. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't that be the cutest thing of all fucking that would be time? So funny. <laughs> I really like that he's just obsessed with eating the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who did you have? Um, I did this um, partially because he like this is what he does, but I also think he'd be really good at it. Andy Circus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just he's got that like niche thing down where mm-hmm. he just you know yeah well and his real accent is pretty close to what we've been doing yeah so kind of works he could do yeah. like a sassy british yeah thing. throw some motion capture pajamas on him and he's gonna go <laughs> that's what he does <laughs> yep <laughs> very nice um and then um <laughs> last who do you have for the for the jump killer <laughs> for the jump killer um, I really struggled with this one. I was like, who could pull off like punk Voldemort? Yeah. And being this very strange, like alien serial killer. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I ended up picking Matt Smith. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he could pull it off. Oh, he'd be terrifying. Wouldn't he bald. be creepy? He'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did this kind of more based on like who I would cast in like a Jack the Jack the Ripper movie. Oh, yeah. Hugo Weaving. Ooh, yeah, I like that. That checks out. Yeah, I would watch either one of these movies. I know, me too. Definitely. Yeah, mine is very like a Marvel mashup, but it's fine. That's cool. It works. Yeah. All right. So heading into chapter seven and eight, Jane wakes up from her nightmare and is standing in the middle of her bedroom, which is weird. Um, <laughs> Baron tells her um, not to worry, and then he's going to distract her from these d- bad thoughts. And apparently, he decides the best way to do that is just to go down on her. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're just, they've gone all the way to Bone Town. Um, <laughs> just flying off to Bone Flying planet. off to Bone Planet since we're doing a space time <laughs> thing, I guess. Just Bone uh, and Tardis. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about cream, which is not uh, my favorite word uh, for all that. I just, no, it uh, was mainly about her. I, I understand uh, that, but I it's still not my favorite way to I say don't like that. that word. Um, but hey, I mean, she does fall asleep afterwards, so job so, well done. Hey. Hey, way to go, man. Job. <laughs> Who needs counting sheep when you can just talk to this guy over here? <laughs> Actually, I read a study that uh, counting sheep does not help you fall asleep. Anyway. Don't give a shit. Sorry. <laughs> so after Jane falls asleep, clearly because she was not counting sheep, <laughs> uh, Baron vows that he's not going to fall for her because he's let too many people d- down before. Um, and his thoughts turn to Lisa, his <laughs> his old love, who was murdered by a Zarin, and he's vowed to find out who her killer was uh, before murdering the Zarin general. 
Yep. The next morning, <laughs> Jane and Baron get into a fight. Um, she tried to go use the bathroom by herself, and Baron was kind of having none of it. Um, so she does this awesome speech about how she lived with an abuser for 22 years, and she's not going to do it again. Yes. And, like, oh, just good for you, girl. Mm. You tell him. And he's taken aback by this. Like, as a warlord, he's programmed to protect no matter what, and he doesn't really understand why he would even lay a hand on her. And he goes into this long story about his history and how he's watched people he loved die and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, we, <laughs> we, okay, get, we it. get it. Everybody has baggage. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. <laughs> and so basically, Lisa died because a leader on his planet wouldn't leave without a crystal. This Sorry. this topic never comes up again, as far as I know. <laughs> so why are we talking? About, I don't know. Um, so af- after checking to make sure that Frika didn't eat her cat, <laughs> and uh, Frika makes some snide comments to Baron about getting some last night. Get some. Get some. Uh, <laughs> Jane and Baron head upstairs for some shower sex. So I guess they got over that fight quickly. Good. And uh, apparently I'm going to read some of that. Yes. So what what voices am I doing? Okay. For her. Okay. So for Jane, um, can you do the do our character that's like Joff? Oh, like the 14-year-old dipshit? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You're being such a narc. Stop being a narc. Although I'm pretty sure today's 14-year-olds probably don't call people well, narcs. And, but well, let's say point. she's not 14 and she's an adult <laughs> woman. But <laughs> she's definitely an adult woman. So. Oh, yeah, but true. But with the voice of a 14-year-old. Okay. Jaw. Yeah. Jaw. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and for him, I want to do our... <laughs> Our favorite new character. <laughs> oh, my God. You want me to do Cooking with Klaus, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the story behind this one is we have continued to watch Vampire Diaries. Mm. And there's this character, Klaus, who they spend a whole season talking about how scary he is. And then he finally shows up. And the whole time, I just kept hoping that he would have this ridiculous German accent. His name which, is Klaus. I mean, so. he doesn't. But I really wish he did. So we invented this character who has a cooking show. <laughs> and it's, yeah, hello. Welcome to Cooking with Klaus. And then I just go into rants of talking about how to like cook people and stuff and can you do weird. the bit where it's like about the schnitzel <laughs> <laughs> yeah hello uh welcome to cooking with klaus i am klaus uh today we are going to talk about uh how to make human schnitzel <laughs> as the first thing you have to do is pound out the human i like to use a piece of the buttock because it is both fatty and tender and it just kind of goes on and on. I and, part where it's like, and then you bread it, and then you bread it, and then you fly it, <laughs> and then you eat it with some sauerkraut. And then is is the wolf in this scene or no? I mean, it's a sex scene, so I hope not. He might be just watching. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm just uh, sorry. No, I don't think he is. Okay, all right. So here we go. Baron stared into Jane's big dark eyes as he stripped. They got even bigger when he saw the. Whoop, sorry. They got even bigger when she saw the size of his. <laughs> Baron stared into Jane's big dark eyes as he stripped. They got even bigger when she saw the size of his erection. She licked her lips and gave him a nervous Was smile. Was it lumpy? <laughs> Was it lumpy? I mean, he's an alien. I don't know what an alien looks like. An alien penis looks like. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> oh, oh boy. She licked her lips and gave him a nervous smile. Oh, and typically tried to diffuse the rising tension with a joke. Ah, classic Jane. Classic Jane. <laughs> Why, Sarah? Whatever are your intentions? Ew, I hate this. Yeah, he gave his best feral smile as he pitched his jeans across the room. I forgot. 
Klaus. <laughs> his voice. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, hello. Actually, I'd like. I thought I'd rip your clothes off, pin you against the wall, and fuck you until you scream. Oh God. Ooh, I don't like that. Ugh. Jane blinked twice. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. blink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, she said, and fled into the bathroom. Why? <laughs> he, he eyed her retreating back and grinned. Baron grabbed the door just before she managed to slam it in his face. Shouldering through, he purred. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you running from me? <laughs> she retreated quickly to the glass stall that took up one side of the room. Who, me? <laughs> there was a definite squeak in her voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whirling, she started fumbling with a set of chrome knobs that made water shoot from a nozzle in the wall of the stall. So it's a shower. So you're just describing a shower. Is this from his point of view? Is that why? I don't like know. maybe he doesn't know what a shower maybe. is? Maybe. Why? <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> maybe because it's a good idea. <laughs> He strolled over to snatch her against him. What? Grab the hem of her t-shirt and jerk it over her head. She hadn't bothered with a bra that morning and her bare breasts bobbed with the motion. <laughs> Just do, 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 do. <laughs> Those pretty nipples were delicately erect, pink and tender. He swooped in. <laughs> These verbs are so strange. <laughs> Why is he swooping and snatching it? I just don't get it. He swooped in to sample one, sucking it into his mouth as he grabbed the waistband of her baggy trousers. <laughs> Why is she wearing... Oh my Why God. Why is she wearing ill-fitting trousers? Know. And started pulling him down her thighs. <laughs> he even calls her out on it. <laughs> I thought I told you not to wear these ugly pants again. <laughs> he growled between nibbles. And I don't, ah, take fashion, <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> take fashion advice from a guy with beads in his hair, Baron. <laughs> the last word was a yelp of protest as he snatched her off her feet, one hand around her backside, the other arm circling her torso. He bent her back, nestling his erection against his, whoops, sorry. I got my pronouns mixed up. <laughs> Let me try that again. He bent her back, nestling his erection against her velvet soft <laughs> nether lips. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't! can't. No! Okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. (laughs) Nether lips! (laughs) (laughs) Do it! I'm actually crying! Okay! I got this! I can do it! I'm gonna do it one more time! Alright! Say it one more time! (laughs) Okay, I can do this! He bent her back, nestling his erection against her velvet soft nether lips yep. as he attacked both her tight nipples in turn, licking and nibbling until she squirmed, giggling. Can you giggle for me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All the hot water is going to run out, she protested, writhing deliciously against him in a way that made his cock throb. Mm. <laughs> yeah, primitive plumbing, he growled. <laughs> Are you judging her shower? Apparently. Well, before it sounded like he didn't know what a shower was. <laughs> but so now he sure. knows that it's... He, I don't <laughs> nah. know. Uh, he growled and stepped into the stall with her. Warm water pelted his skin as he moved to pin her to the ceramic tile wall. He settled against her, saving her soft... Oh, sorry. Savoring. Savoring her soft, yielding body the way the silken hair over her... Sex. No, no I hate stop that. Stop calling it sex. Caressed I his hard lips. shaft. The cushion of her tempting breastuses. <laughs> Put me down, she said breathlessly, giving her legs a kick of protest. Baron smiled down at her darkly, tightening his grip on her tender butt. <laughs> Sorry, tender butt just got to me. Band name. Uh, yeah, no. She felt so damn luscious, so helpless. 
Perversely, he found her vulnerability made him want to both protect and ravish her at the same time. <laughs> now, what do you, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> a grin teased the corners of her mouth. Apparently, she said dryly, not a damn thing. Ugh. I think that's all I can take. Oh, I, God. <laughs> nether lips really nether got me. Lips. I just, oh, boy. That's, I think that might be my new favorite word. For nether her. lips. <laughs> for the <laughs> vagina region. <laughs> vagina region. God, <laughs> how much of this book is left? <laughs> like half. No, <laughs> you gotta be fucking with me right now. It goes a little bit faster oh, from here. Okay, well oh, I'm God. exhausted. You take the next chapter. All right. Um. So Jane has to go to work. <laughs> Eventually, because oh, after all that work on her nether lips. <laughs> but at least she's clean. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Space herpes. Am I right? It's a bitch. It's a bitch. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who, Who knows, knows what, what kind has? of diseases he has? Yeah. It'd be like space smallpox. Oh, God. That would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought up smallpox. I regret that. It's not great. But there, I mean, he's from the future. Who knows? Yeah. Who it, knows what's go- what goes and, on? And apparently they're not using protection. So no, I'm, they're I'm not. I'm kind of nervous about this. Yeah. Um, okay, so she has to go to work, and she's going to say that Baron is her photographer because, you know, he has to be with her at all times. Oh, whatever. sure, sure. Um, and we learned that he can download new information um, and that Frika is kind of his hard drive. So <laughs> What? <laughs> so he stores all of the information um, Frika does, and then Baron can, like, pull from that database. So he downloads how to be a photographer. Oh, this is weird. Um, <laughs> so the three of them head out to search nearby motels looking for Druis, who is... Jump killer? Jump killer! <laughs> AKA DJ Jump Killer. I know we could put that sound effect in, but I prefer to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so, on the way to the first motel, um, there's an accident report that is recorded on the police scanner, and an 18 wheeler ran over a small car. So, they go to the scene. Jane introduces Baron to Tom, who is the detective from like 12 chapters ago. Oh yeah, ago. I forgot about him. Um, and Baron senses that the woman in the car is close to dying, so Freaka sends him over some kind of like soldier adrenaline boost. What, like the guy on Jessica Jones? Yeah, like Weird. that, except not as mean. And he rips off the car door and saves the woman, and all three of them are about to drive off, um, but then a voice comes over his like calm, which is like... This like, guy seriously is Voldemort. You know yeah. that thing where Voldemort like talks yeah. into everybody's heads? Yeah. So basically Voldemort talks into Baron's like comm system and he's like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to be Voldemort from now on. He's going to be Voldemort. And Baron starts to think like, well, that doesn't sound like Freaka. <laughs> this seems weird. What is that? He says, that's right. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> 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 Um, and Baron Scanner finds Voldemort watching the scene from the woods to the side of the road. Um, it turns out that this is like the pivotal moment. This is like this has been filmed. Oh, this is what they saw. Yeah, and that's why they sent him back into right. This is the time travel police saw, and that's why Druis is there because he also knows that's like the moment that was filmed. Okay. Um, and he really wants to like fight what he calls a Death Lord, which is Baron. It's a dumb name. These people have a lot of weird nicknames, don't they? Don't kill her. <laughs> um, and then Death Lord, because Murder King was already taken. <laughs> and then I can do this all day. <laughs> um, so Druis is like, "See you, bitch!" and like, <laughs> and travels out of there. It's like, 
Oh my god. This is so weird. Um, And then (laughs) coming down from the adrenaline boost, which they call Riot, um, makes someone super horny. Of course it does. does. (laughs) So Jane and Baron chase each other through a park and ends up... Chase me! And ends up, like, foinking by a stream, so... (laughs) Luckily nobody's around. (laughs) Thank god. (laughs) They don't get any weird diseases, so that's good. Yay! Your turn. So, chapter 12 to 14... When the gang goes to visit the family of the girl who was murdered, um, Jane gets a phone call from Druis. He gives her a cryptic message about where he's going to kill next. And she figures out it's the park. And I just, oh, this kind of fucks me off because it's just exactly what happened in season two of Riverdale. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. Were you just watching CW this yeah, whole time? Without any spoilers. It's like, <laughs> want to see the black hood? Yeah. Like, go, come on. I think we solved it. He yeah. is. I knew it wasn't just the janitor. Spoilers. Okay, you know what? If they're not watching it already, they're probably not watching it. All right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's just an alien. I anyway, think they brought aliens so in Riverdale. they race to try to save this girl who's apparently in the park. Too bad, it, well, you know, it didn't match up to the time when they were flunking in the park. But mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. Just, to, they hear her scream, and they, they're getting there, and they get there too late, and she's had her throat slashed. Baron tries to save her, and is, un, is but he can't do it. Um, the cops are starting to get pretty damn suspicious at this <laughs> point, because this is the second time they've caught him, like trying to save someone who was dying in the course of a couple hours. Uh, but apparently it doesn't bother them too much because they like have sex a couple times over the next few hours. Sure. It's just so much in like a 24-hour span. Yeah. Like, damn, you just met. Yeah, they I like mean, it I mean, hey, wh- whatever you're into, I guess. Uh, they go into work the next day and one of Jane's co-workers slash grade school friends, uh, <laughs> just a character we don't care about, <laughs> um, interrogates Jane about Baron. And we don't really care. <laughs> I don't know why I, I put don't that give in a there. shit. <laughs> like, uh, then Jane gets a call while she's at work. Another call from Druis telling her that she better hurry up and get to 604 Paris Street. She's starting to brown. Like, Jesus, did but he set like someone a on fire? Voldemort voice. You better get to 604 Paris Street. She's starting to brown. <laughs> that's, just, that's such a weird way to say that you set someone on fire. Yeah. Um, so after calling the cops, oh, Jesus, they did something right. Thank God. So they call the cops. The gang hurries to this address, this address and the house is on fire. Um, and Baron is able, because he's basically a superhero, he's <laughs> able to tell that Druis and the woman are inside. And he, yeah, he's going to run in and save them, I guess. Yeah. So the next few chapters, um, Baron runs in to save uh, the girl and kill Druis. And he does get the girl out and she's sent away to the hospital. Um, oh, good. But while he's being a hero, he runs into Druis in the burning house. And <laughs> the jump killer is wearing like, full like fireproof gear <laughs> okay all right you like steal it from like a like a firefighter I, 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 apparently <laughs> look at me <laughs> i can walk in fire Woo-hoo-hoo. um and he's able to communicate with baron um he tells baron that he was the one who killed lisa 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 <laughs> uh which duh of course, yeah, of course he was he the did. one like goddamn yeah who else would it have been otherwise we wouldn't have been talking about that bitch this whole right. time unless it was frika who's the only other character in this yeah and obviously it wasn't frika because frika is the best mm-hmm. um so the gang goes home and baron and jane do it again and while <laughs> sure. she's orgasming she tells baron oh i love you <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's how it goes down. <laughs> Basically. Um, and in his time, you don't say that. Like, they're all soldiers. They're like, we don't do feelings. <laughs> so okay. he's... he's like, I'm imagining him being like, you be good. You. Like, I <laughs> like just, face. Like, make it real awkward. Just like pats around the head. Yep. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he does not know how to respond. He's like, <laughs> like you uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> her tender butt. Her tender butt. 
<laughs> um, uh, but then, like, instead of saying that he loves her, he starts being a lot sweeter to her, and they have, like, okay. a bunch more sex. And the middle of one round, the police scanner interrupts him that a woman has been found with her throat slashed. Oh, Jesus. So more this guy death is and really murder. on a spree. This is all, like, in the course of, like, maybe two days. Good Lord. This is so fast. Um, so they drive to the crime scene. And when they get there, Druis, who is in a disguise that Baron can see through. I'm imagining it was just like a fake mustache. Just like a really fake, like, <laughs> dollar store mustache. Maybe a jaunty bowler hat. <laughs> you can't tell it's me. He's got one of those, like, glasses at the nose and the mustache attached to it. Yep. He's from space. He doesn't know that that won't fool anyone. <laughs> and it fools everybody but Baron. Right. Yep. That's Yeah. That's right. Um, so Jump Killer tells the cops that he's the victim's boyfriend. And then he's like... Baron killed her, and he points and he points Baron out, and then Baron kind of freaks out and he throws Jane over his shoulder and runs away. <laughs> He's like, "Yoink! We yoink. got a boogie gang! <laughs> like, oh, we gotta get out of here." <laughs> okay. So they they run away, um, and as while they're running, um, Tom, the detective, goes to interview the victim's roommates, and he um, he tells her that the victim's boyfriend said that she said that she you know was murdered by this mm-hmm. person or whatever, and then she interrupts a cop and she's like, "Oh." Actually, uh, yeah, she's not my roommate. <laughs> We've been seeing each other for like five years. Oh, my God. And she's never had a boyfriend. Oh, shit. And then she just like looks the cop squarely in the face and she was like, that's not her boyfriend. You just talked to her killer. Oh, my sweet And Jesus. like just like did it so deadpan just looking at him in the face. I did not see that coming. I was like, it's a great moment. It, yeah, that's Again, awesome. I want to see that. I do want to see this movie. as a movie. I yeah. do. I think it would be better as a movie. I think so, too. Um. Okay. And then uh, lastly in this chapter, Baron, Jane, and Frika meet Tom at his house and they fill him in on everything. And they're like, hey, can you like falsify some documents saying that you have Baron in your custody so that, you know, it looks like Jane is alone, mm-hmm. and so Drew is going to attack. And he's like, yeah, all right. I feel like we're in an episode of the X-Files, but let's do this. <laughs> Again, he's very accepting of all this. He is. He's like, everybody's yeah, very ready okay. to accept that there are time-traveling <laughs> aliens. But, all right. So chapter 18 to 19. So the gang's plan is as follows. See if you can keep up, because I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> so Jane is going to drive Tom's stolen police car back to her place, seeming to be alone, but with Baron and Frika shielding themselves from Druis. He will follow her back to her place, and she'll be able to get close enough to him to disable his time-jumping suit thingy. Then once she does that, Baron can take him out. Simple enough, right? Probably not. Probably not. They pull up to Jane's house, and Baron's sensors tell him that Druis is already there, so Ooh. we're already <laughs> fucked up. My Baron sensors are tingling. <laughs> so they sneak into her house, and Baron and Frika hide in the closet. Jane hears the front door open, and Druis, apparently now disguised as Baron, I'm, I got very confused in the middle of this. Yeah, yeah. He can so disguise the bad himself. guy is pretending to be Baron. And enters and tell her tells her that the cop let him off. And she's apparently a pretty good actress. And she plays her part. She kind of seduces him and makes out with him just long enough so that she can, like, disable his time travel suit, rendering it useless. Yeah. Dope. Part one of the Part plan. Part one of the plan. Check. Check. <laughs> <laughs> so, Druis realizes what she's just done and starts to attack her, but not before Baron comes to the rescue. Like, da 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 He's all hopped up on adrenaline juice, and um, it's a fair fight for the most part until Druis stabs him, and he starts kind of bleeding out, Ugh, which is not great. never how you want your plan to go. Nope. <laughs> um, against his better judgment, Baron, like, amps up his adrenaline juice and just starts beating the shit out of the bad guy. And the adrenaline eventually runs out before he actually kills Druis, which seems like a waste. Like, yeah. why don't you just kill him instead just of hitting kill him? him. Uh, but then Jane comes to the rescue and shoots him right in the face. Ugh, just like right in the eyeball. Um, so I guess <laughs> step two of the plan, check. 
Kind of. Except for now Baron is bleeding out, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. <laughs> so as they're attending to him, like he's got this, you know, increasing like fever and he's bleeding and doing all this stuff. All of a sudden the enforcer shows up. Yeah, you remember him, right? From right. the first chapter and then yeah. we never talked it's about like him again. The blue guy and Yeah. So he's back. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so now he's back and he's shocked to see Jane alive because she apparently was supposed to have died. Yes. Which leads us to our next game, yes. which is one of our favorites, Oscar Climax. Yes. We just love acting out these scenes. We really do. It's, it's so, so much fun. fun. It's so fun. <laughs> and this one is so dramatic. All right. So what is my... I'll, I'll be the enforcer and I'll okay. be Freaka. So Freaka's the Brit. The enforcer, What is what is his voice? I want him to be... I hope you know what I'm talking about. Uh, like the U.S. Bank Stadium aliens. <laughs> we came up, we came up with a bit recently because we were talking about how weird the new football stadium so in Minneapolis is. It kind of looks like a glass spaceship. And so we started doing a bit where we were pretending to be the aliens who came in that spaceship to study what kind of humans would live in this barren wasteland. And, and so... Uh, yeah, if you want to give us a little oh, yeah, bit of it's that like, voice. Ah, the humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. The, the humans seem to be inclined to come into our spaceship. <laughs> they all wear the same colors. <laughs> and they throw balls at each other. <laughs> strange. <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> Sometimes someone known as Lady Gaga comes and performs. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, she looks exactly like the creatures on our neighboring planet. <laughs> like- the meat dress. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I want that to be the enforcer. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Um, <laughs> and you'll do Baron and Jane. <laughs> okay. Yep. Oh, God. All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Oscar Climax. A figure appears in Jane's bedroom. An alien with inky black skin and blue highlights look at Baron. Well, you evidently live up to your reputation, warlord. You've completely wrecked this. <laughs> His eyes fall on Jane. <laughs> You're alive? You aren't supposed to be alive. <laughs> Shit, I knew it. Baron, hurt, close to unconsciousness. What do you mean she's not supposed to be alive? You told me. You were supposed to try to keep her alive. You weren't supposed to succeed. You have to kill her now. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Enforcer looks at... Enforcer. Jesus. <laughs> the Enforcer <laughs> looks to Freaka. Oh, what? Forget I wouldn't even touch a cat. <laughs> then I'll do it. <laughs> You're not killing her. Do you want to cause a paradox? She's got to die. Did they find a body? Yes. <laughs> she has a 38 bullet in her brain. Baron, detecting the enforcer's increased heartbeat. Never lie to somebody with sensors, asshole. They didn't find a damn thing. All right, you bastard. <laughs> she disappeared, but she was never seen again. She had to have died. <gasps> That's because she goes back to the 23rd century with us. Are you insane? <laughs> Do you want to cause a paradox? I'm not going to destroy the universe so you can have a piece of ass, Baron. <gasps> She's not a piece of ass, you arrogant little prick. <laughs> Yeah, she's the woman I love. And if you don't bring her with us, I'm going to break your neck. Baron wraps his hand around the enforcer's neck. Enforcer to Jane, starting to talk through being choked. (laughs) Do you want to be responsible for the destruction of everything? Are you rat selfish? Oh my god, well done. (laughs) No, I... uh... Use the gun, Jane. End it. Die a hero's death and save us all. No, please, Jane, I love you. I don't know what happened to my accent. I'm just fucking, I don't care. Baron releases Enforcer. Love? 
He's off his head, high on riot and blood loss. He's an assassin. What the hell does he know about love? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Lifts gun and points it at Enforcer. Take us to the future, now! Kill me then. Unlike you, you selfish little bitch, I'm not willing to risk a paradox to save my own life. God damn it, say paradox one more time. <laughs> you say it. Uh, I don't want to. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, we won't be causing a paradox. I know I will not allow Jane to die, so therefore she lives. Yeah, so therefore <laughs> you're going to jump us all back to our own time. I'm not jumping you anywhere. <laughs> do you know the sound of a man's neck when it snaps? I do. All right. Damn it. Let me go. I'll do it. The enforcer closes his metallic eyes and reaches for the belt on his suit. You all right? Come on, Jane. <laughs> Gather around and brace yourself. <laughs> Jane drops the gun and grips her cat. A wave of hot, burning energy hits the group. Jane to Baron as an energy beam hits them. Baron, I love you! And scene. scene. <laughs> Dude, you were brilliant when you were getting choked. That was great. <laughs> That was very convincing. I liked it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. That was a fun one. Ooh, all right. We have one more chapter. We got this. Um, Chapter 20. They wibbly wobbly themselves back to Baron and Freakus time. <laughs> Baron is not looking great. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, he's kind of been bleeding out this whole time. So. He's mostly dead at this point. <laughs> mostly dead is slightly alive. What are you doing? Now, all dead. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> Should I keep going at this Princess Bride quote? I mean, you might as well. Right. At this point. <laughs> I did write it all down. <laughs> she did. She wrote the whole fucking thing in the outline. Mostly dead. <laughs> Means slightly alive. Slightly alive. No, all dead. With all dead, there's usually only one thing you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. All right, Billy Crystal, move on. <laughs> fucking hate. I love that movie as much as the next guy. But what are we doing? I'm not a witch of a wife. Um, so the medics come and take Baron away, but it's all right. He's fine. All right, cool. It's kind of like, I imagine there's like plugging him in like a futuristic like <laughs> smartphone. <laughs> um, so he comes, um, he comes out of being charged um, to find Jane teasing Frika about having a thing for her cat. <laughs> That's an interesting interracial, it's not interracial, interspecies yeah. relationship. Um, poor octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> Octopussy's just not down for any of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, as soon as he's better, him and Freaka are sent out to their original mission to kill, you know, the general and who gives a shit. All right. Um. So before they leave, Baron gives Jane a personal communicator so they can program it once they get back together, and it'll teach her how to speak the language. Kind of. What I It would have been nice of him to like, you know, do that before he left. So she could talk to people. But oh, I thought he was like programming the things so that she could understand people. Yeah. But he didn't. He was. He's going to do it when he gets back. Oh, so that here's a useless piece of technology. So here you go. Here's this box. Hold on to it until I get back. And then, we, and then you can talk to people. What the fuck? Um, so they leave, and Jane is like totally freaking out. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like 300 years in the future on a planet or a spaceship. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be both. Who Could fucking both. knows? And she has no friends besides Octopussy and doesn't know the language. <laughs> I keep forgetting the cat's name is Octopussy. I can't. <laughs> um, and then she realizes that she's hungry and she has to pee and she has no idea how to oh, do either great. on this planet. <laughs> um, so she approaches a woman and um, she mimes having to pee and the woman helps her find the bathroom. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, and the next morning, Jane is eating something she describes as a mix between asparagus and tangerine. Ew. That oh, my God. Terrible. Disgusting. Ugh. 
Um, and Baron returns. Hey. Um, it turns out she's been chilling with Baron's ex, <laughs> but everyone's super chill about it. She's like, well, then why does it, why are you telling us this? He's oh, like, God. hi, Barbara. And she's like, Baron, <laughs> you're looking well. Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting name choice. <laughs> um, so he literally scoops up Jane and takes her to a weird room with a mattress that changes texture. Mm. So they flink on this furry mattress thing. <laughs> and they talk about their future. And Jane decides that after she learns a new language, she's going to write her story. Wait, is this her story? This might Are be her story. Are we reading Jane's story? Whoa. Whoa. I think she's the author. Holy shit. We're, writing her, we're reading her story. All right. That's how it so, ends. So the end? The end. Wow. We just read uh, a real person's <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> not a biography all of it all of this was true yay it was names have been changed to protect the innocent uh barbara barbara, barbara is definitely not that alien's name um uh, i actually i kind of enjoyed that I one did too. it didn't make a whole lot of sense but i yeah i, I liked it yeah um, i would and, watch i would watch a movie or a tv yeah. show on that cool i like the whole like Jack the Ripper thing. Yeah, that was interesting. That was super interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So Yeah, it was kind of interesting to be back into like reading sex scenes after doing a couple of like YA oh, novels. Nether uh, lips. Yeah, nether lips. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get... That's going to haunt my dreams. Ugh. Um, but <laughs> we're going to... Yeah, coming up. Let's see. I'm working on a werewolf book. Yeah, I'm working on a historical one. Oh, that one's going to be good. Yep. Isn't there a Viscount? I still don't really know what a Viscount is. But I don't know. They show up it's in a these title. books a lot. <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, so follow us on Facebook to find out about new episodes. We're on all kinds of platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Um, follow us, rate us, like us, tell your friends, tell your enemies. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Just listen to us. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Optimistic Nihilist Productions